0: Faith is a focus faith is the ability to say I'm putting my eyes on the goodness of God in this moment and I'm not looking back and I'm not looking forward and I'm not looking around my mind has already reached a conclusion God is for me God is with me if the wind be against me if the world be against me if all hell's power nails him to a cross in three days he will rise for everybody who's been watching the wind in your life worrying about uncertain situations that you cannot control i'm not talking about those of you that are trying to make a plan to pay off your debt that's good that's not a lack of faith that's a that's a presence of wisdom but watching the wind is trying to calculate something that you can't control you are worried your kid is going to end up dropping out of school, and they are three months old, and they don't like Baby Einstein enough yet. And you are worried that they won't get into Harvard. You watching the wind, trying to figure out stuff that's in the in the future. Now watch this. This is so this is so weird because it says immediately after Jesus blessed all the multitudes and the crowds at a bad time, he made them go into the boat. Twenty two and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. So at some point during his instructions, he told them, I will meet you on the other side. He gave them his word. He gave them his word. I will see you on the other side. He gave them his word. Touch somebody next to you and say, he gave you his word no i need you to help me preach this not look at me with a little 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 church face tell him he gave you his word but the challenge is not believing that you will see him on the other side is how long is it going to be before i get there he gave me his word that he would never leave me nor forsake me he gave me his word in this corner weighing in at unlimited pounds hailing from eternity made flesh by the will of the father to redeem humanity is the living breathing logos word of god jesus christ in the beginning what's the word and the word was with god and the word was god and all things were made by him and for him for he was with god in the beginning he gave me his word After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray, and when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because why? The wind was against. and his opponent, raging on the storm-tossed sea, the wind. And we came to church really today to find out which one's going to win. The calling that God put on your life or the circumstances that contradict it? Your faith or your fear? The wind versus the word. The challenger. You ever watch MMA? Sometimes I like to preach the word and then watch people beat each other half to death on Saturday nights. It's uh, a recovery method. It's kind of my own spiritual cryotherapy. But the challenger, and then and then you got the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight champion. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to the text because it said the wind was against the boat. And the boat did not represent disobedience like it did for Jonah, who was going away from God. They were going into their assignment, which led them into a storm, which meant that they had to keep moving forward against the wind. Now, if you watch the wind, you'll never set out. If they would have had a Weather Channel app, they would have never gotten in the boat. Sometimes we know too much. Sometimes we overthink things. Who's this message for? If you are a chronic overthinker, you are a wind watcher. Well, I might get a flat tire. They've been doing a lot of construction. I don't know if I should take this job or not. So, dear. Verse 25, the fourth watch, the Romans divided it up into four quarters, all right? 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., four watches, three hours each. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., first watch. 9 p.m. to midnight, second watch. Midnight to 3 a.m., third watch. (laughs) And when does Jesus show up? I mean, this dude… Is that disrespectful to call him that? He was fully God and fully man, and he shows up. Not the first watch of the night. Second watch, third watch. What I like about the text is even the term watch has significance. Because if you remember what I just read you, it said that he went up on a mountainside to pray. Now, the sea was situated well below the mountain, which means that as they went through the storm, even though he didn't stop it, he saw them in it. I want you to be encouraged today, my sister, my brother, my fellow child of God. Just because the storm is raging doesn't mean God has left the scene, and just because he hasn't stopped it doesn't mean he doesn't see it, and just because the devil started it doesn't mean he won't use it, and just because I don't know how long until we get there doesn't make me doubt his presence in the middle of it. He was watching the whole time. He knew just when he wanted to step in so they could see him as he had never been seen. And I believe God is speaking over somebody's situation today that his eye is on you. I believe that he has numbered the hairs on your head. I believe that even the bad things that have happened in your life, he kept every tear in a jar. And I don't believe that one of them is beyond redemption. Now the Bible says that when it got to the last watch of the night, after they have rode four to five miles in their own strength, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were at peace. Nope. First, when you see God, your first response is fear. Why? You don't know if this is really Him. That's the problem. I don't know if this is God, or I don't know if this is the devil, or I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, or I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. And the challenge is trusting God in uncertainty. And you got to believe that the disciples were wondering did we hear Him right? Did He really say get in the boat? Surely He wouldn't have sent us into a storm like this. And now enters the mythology that the Jewish people would have believed at this point that underneath the sea was controlled by an evil spirit. So when Jesus comes walking to them and they can't fully trace his silhouette because it's still dark and because it's foggy and the wind is against them, their first instinct is it must be a ghost. See, You keep thinking when God shows up in the situation, it's going to feel better all of a sudden, but this will blow your mind. The Bible doesn't say they were scared at all until Jesus shows up. Now you see why you can't go by your feelings? Sometimes the moment when he's closest is the same moment when the wind is blowing the strongest. So they were were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear now jesus instead of rebuking them for their fear responds to their initiative and he said remember this is a significant term yahweh i am the name of god it's a it's a name that jesus embodied in flesh god is that in spirit but jesus shows us that in flesh and when he says take courage it is i it's more than him just saying it's me boys he's identifying his presence and connecting it to the eternal god and the eternal word when he speaks it as i don't be afraid peter in equal parts doubt and equal parts curiosity cuz he just got to participate in a miracle of feeding 5000 is like I want to get in on this one too, and I'm tired of being in this boat with John. He gets on my nerves. He doesn't row." You know, John was laid back, and Peter's like, "'If it's you, get me out of this boat. Tell me to come.'" I preached this for a long time the wrong way, and I've corrected it since. I used to say that Peter walked on water, but if you look at verse 29, Jesus said, "'Come' And Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water, but he was really walking on the Word. I'm going to just ask you something. This is not a preachery question. Have you ever had to just walk through something just on sheer faith that if God brought me out here He will not leave me now. That's what it means to walk on the Word. Have you ever had to move toward something in your life that scared you to death, and you don't have any experience for it, and your nautical knowledge did not prepare you for this incident, but all of a sudden the sea became a hardwood floor underneath your feet with each step? That's what I mean by walking on the Word. Have you ever had to take a promise from God's word and just hold on to it for dear life? A promise for someone that you love who's sick. A promise for provision when you don't see where it's coming from. A promise that that God is going to fulfill his purpose for your kids and even if you don't know how it's going to Have you ever had to hold on so tight to something in the fourth watch of the night? That's that's what I mean by walking on the word. And Peter is walking on the Word, but he's walking against the wind, and so are we. See, Jesus didn't stop the wind. He gave the Word. Come. He said, That's no more instruction than you give your golden retriever. Come. And maybe a golden retriever is smarter than some of us because a golden retriever doesn't question the master. But yet, some of us, the first trace of wind, the first trace of disappointment. And I always thought Peter fell down walking to Jesus because. You know, he gets out there a little ways, and most of us do. We get out there a little ways, and we ingrain a habit for a little while, and we go in a new direction by faith and trust God for a time. But at somewhere during the process, the Bible says that after Peter had walked on the water and came toward Jesus, verse 30, he made a critical mistake. He saw the wind. Which one is stronger, the Word or the wind? I want to say it depends which one you watch. I want to say that the wind did not have the strength to knock Peter off of his feet. The only reason he went down is because he took his eyes off of the Word and started watching the wind. See, faith is not an imaginary state where I get myself worked up into a delusion like nothing's ever going to go bad again, and then I'm surprised when bad stuff happens. Faith is a focus. Faith is the ability to say, I'm putting my eyes on the goodness of God in this moment, and I'm not looking back, and I'm not looking forward, and I'm not looking around. My mind has already reached a conclusion. God is for me. God is with me, if the wind be against me, if the world be against me, if all hell's power nails him to a cross, in three days he will rise, because my faith is focused on the word of God that I'm walking toward. And I want to prophesy over somebody today and declare over your life. The wind doesn't have to stop for you to keep walking toward Jesus, and the situation doesn't have to get better for you to see the glory of God. I'm telling you what I know. If everything goes worse, if everything gets crazy, if everything rises up against you, God is an army. God is a second circle. God is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And if your life is built on the foundation of his word, there is no wind that can rage against you that can shake it off. Because I'm I'm not walking on water. And I'm not watching the wind. I love how the old testament prophet Elijah he went up on this mountain and there had been a drought in the land for like three and a half years and he heard something he heard the sound of the abundance of rain he heard a prophetic indication that god was about to send blessing on the land again so he did something that looked weird is that he he put his head in a prayer posture by his knees and he sent his servant to go look to check and see if there was anything at the sky now When I read that passage, I thought how at that point, if Elijah had had looked at the weather, if he would have looked at the surface of his situation, or if he would have consulted what he felt or what he saw, he would have lost his faith. And that's why he knew you can't watch the weather, you can't spend all this time in your life. Look, man. The reason that you're stressed out might be over stuff that is a hypothetical scenario that the Enemy suggested to try to get you off track because he knows if you walk on this Word, no wind is strong enough to knock you off your balance. You're in a situation right now and it's wind versus Word, and the one that is going to win is going to be the one that you focus on. And you can't afford to be doing like this to see if it's okay to serve God. Look, I can give you I can give you 10 reasons right now why you could question if God even exists. We could all do it. We see horrible things happen all the time. I could give you 10 reasons, but see, I know that he is with me. And so I I'm not I'm not collecting evidence to see if he's with me. I already know he's with me, because how would I have made it this far if he wasn't? How would I have life or breath or grace? I I know he is. And I just want us in this moment to be very sure that if he has spoken it, that nothing you can see in your situation or nothing that you can see. Look, your your eyes are tricky, your ears are tricky, your senses are tricky. When he saw the wind, when he trusted his senses, he slipped. Your faith will always slip when you start consulting your feelings. It'll always slip. We just want to take a moment and do what the disciples did when they got back in the boat really interesting little phrase that Matthew puts in the gospel that he says that after Peter sank and Jesus helped him back up you know Jesus is is so gracious he he doesn't hold him underwater for 15 seconds so he'll learn the lesson real good you know that view of god that you grew up with that said that he was just looking for an opportunity to punish you and nah he he was right there to catch him Go, go, Gadget Arms, or something like that. He could do anything. And when he asked him the question, Why did you doubt? verse 31, the answer was the win. He doubted because he lost focus. And focus is about what you choose to look at, it doesn't make anything go away, it just redirects your attention to what you need to be thinking about, what you need to be looking at, what you need to be considering. So when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. The wind didn't die down so that the miracle could happen. In fact, the wind was against them to prove that God's Word was greater than the wind. So let's just take a moment right now and clap our hands that the wind may be against me. Come on, I'm gonna need you to stand up and worship for a moment. To get back in the boat and worship Him. That He is God in this storm. By your stripes, I am healed. With one touch, I am made whole. You have
1: spoken.
0: That's the word. You've been in a storm. Lift your hands. In, in the storm,
1: he'll have peace. Oh my and your love won't oh, let me go. You have I spoken. Know. I know that it is so. By your stripes, I, I am healed. We're the all-
0: I want to pray in this moment with your head bowed and your eyes closed. For those of you who have been working against the wind, I understand that the nature of life is that all of us will face challenges in any 24-hour period, and so it kind of depends on when we catch you. But what I mean is that you've been in a season where, like Solomon says, you've been watching the wind. Instead of remembering the Word of God and focusing on the things that he's placed in your life to help you, you've been thinking about things that that didn't happen or might happen and it's just got you watching the wind, I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every wind watcher to you because we're meant to be word walkers, not wind watchers, and we are meant to believe something deeper than what our eyes can see, and so I pray today that as this word that you gave me in my own personal time with you has gone forth to them, that they received it on the level that they needed it. That they received the word that they needed to walk on in the coming week. And they might just have to walk on it one moment at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, because I can't see and because I can't feel, but I'm walking on the word of God. And so I will survive because he gave me his word, and I will make it because he gave me his word. And I will do it because God is not a liar. And I will see it on the other side because the God I serve has never failed. Come on, let's lift our voices in praise and worship and thanksgiving that He is God, that He is Lord over every storm. Come on, let's give Him worship. Give Him worship above the wind, give Him worship above the warfare, give Him worship. Hey, it really is a privilege to share God's word with you. Thank you for joining me. But each week we just have a little bit of time together and I'd love to take the conversation beyond just a TV program. So if you wanna go deeper, if you wanna connect on another level, you can call or go online right now and request exclusive resources from today's message. We'll make them available to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. But I wanna tell you about something else too. Live every single Sunday, we broadcast a message from Elevation Church, the church where I pastor. And so you can tune in, worship with us, hear a message, experience the ministry live as it happens. And what's even better, you can connect with a community of people from all over the world. We call it EFAM, E like Elevation, E like Extended. It means a lot of different things. But it's just our way to connect with you beyond this broadcast. I would love for you to join us live this weekend. Then you can go online stephenfurtick.com slash live don't forget the slash live it will take you directly to the details and the times so do it now visit the website i'll see you this weekend some of you have had the wind against you your whole life You didn't have the right shoes, your parents didn't make a lot of money, you had to learn to fit in, you had to learn how to be tough, you had to learn how to be hard, and you learned how to survive a storm, but the problem with that is sometimes the wind isn't even against you, but you still feel like it is. You don't know the way God is going to work in your situation, and it is always too soon for you to quit on something that God put on the inside of you. If he gave you a dream, it's too soon to walk away from it, just because it doesn't manifest in three dimensions by the time you get done praying about it. Seeds can be deceiving. Seeds can look awfully small. Seeds can look impotent, and they may be dormant for a while, and when you sow them, they go away for a little while, but they didn't go to die. They went to multiply. Some of the things in your life that you said goodbye to, you need to say, see you later. I'm expecting you to come back up again because I believe in resurrection.
1: If God's put gifts and dreams inside of us, isn't it time to find out what they are? Your potential isn't gone, it's just waiting for you to access it. Call or go online now for your copy of Unlocking Your Hidden Potential. EFAM is our online family at Elevation Church. It doesn't matter where you call home, becoming a part of our EFAM is as simple as joining us online each week. Each weekend, we broadcast our worship experiences to thousands of people around the world. It's so simple for you to join the huge move of God that is happening through our eFAM by tuning into experiences on the weekend or on demand when it's convenient for you. When you participate, you'll experience awesome worship music, preaching, and community with people tuning in, just like yourself. You can have a deeper connection by joining an e-group and an e-team, giving online, and connecting with other e-fam near you through watch parties. Wherever you find yourself in life, we want to be a place you can depend on for receiving inspiration, encouragement, and support. Grow your faith no matter where you are.